This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sunday at the Superdome in New Orleans, it will be Tyson Bajan making his third start. Hostile environment, difficult situation. Justin Fields, I was a little bit surprised he was ruled out the immediately from Matt, by Matt Eberflus on Monday. The thumb's still healing. Don't know where that is. Dan, first, how surprised were you that they ruled Justin Fields out? And then what are the expectations for Tyson Bajan on Sunday? I'm more surprised that they're so strange about answering a basic question on whether Justin has picked up a football and thrown it. Like, like why, why is the answer to that question so strangely averse in the mind of, of Matt Eberflus and whoever's telling him what to say and what not to say? Uh, that one throws me off. You did label him doubtful on the Monday of the previous two weeks, and you labeled him out on the first day of this week. It's getting so, worse. <laughs> I, it doesn't sound like it. They keep saying it's improving. He's, you know, avoided surgery and they're trying to figure things out. Um, I mean, it does open the door to, to ask questions on, on whether they have in, uh, incentives, not the right word or aspirations of, of just seeing more from Tyson Bajan and trying to, to figure out how the offense functions with him at the helm. We've had two starts, right. And, and two very different starts from Tyson Bajan against the Raiders and the Chargers, uh, you know where I stood last week in terms of saying, like, uh, Justin has to be given an opportunity down the stretch of this season to play consistent football, to try to show the things that he did for three quarters against Denver and four against Washington are, are things that he can do on an every week basis for a month and a half. Um, and so the faster that you can get him back uh, in the saddle, the, the, the better off you're going to be in, in getting those answers. And so, um, yeah, uh, it's, this is going to be an interesting one because I, I, I don't fully know where their head's at right now. We haven't talked to you since you got back from SoFi Stadium in L.A. Uh, Studs and I did the post-game pod while you were making deadline. Just curious quickly, did Tyson? how big of a step backward did Tyson Bajan take in your mind during an uneven performance against the Chargers? Certainly a lot of promise in this first start, maybe a, a slight setback in his second. Where are you with the rookie? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I it, look like if you, if you stay reasonable and measured with, with your analysis of quarterbacks, you don't 
fall victim to, to to the extreme giddiness and and you know major negativity that comes with good performances and rocky ones. This is an undrafted rookie out of Division Two. Of course, it's not going to be completely consistent and completely even every week. I still think there are things that he does at that quarterback position that are instructive. And I didn't take as much offense as a lot of the Bears world did, Bears fan world did to the broadcast and and and. Chris Collins was suggesting that Tyson Bajan does things that that would help Justin Fields in terms of just having pocket presence and awareness and the ability to get the ball out and and, and spread it around. The interceptions were, you know, not good. You know, he had two, could have been four. Uh, you see a young player still trying to adapt to the speed and disguises and 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 talent that he's playing against and making some mistakes that that you you have to pay for. It didn't help the Bears that they got down 17 to nothing. It didn't help the Bears that they hit a deep shot on their first pass of the game and then didn't get points out of that drive because when you start chasing a game, particularly with a, a rookie quarterback, you're you're playing a much higher degree of difficulty game than you did against the Raiders when you played that thing entirely on your uh, terms and you were able to hand the ball off to Deontay Foreman. You were able to just create, you know, game comfort uh, in that complimentary football way. Totally different atmosphere in SoFi, and the Bears obviously never competed in that football game. Yeah, and I think people need to be uh, reasonable in the way that they're assessing and what they're assessing. He has a second start, and not to make excuses for him, but he's going to be confused like he was on the first interception where they showed cover two and then they dropped the safety and they completely fooled him. And yep. that's going to happen when you have a young quarterback who's not seasoned at reading every defense in every situation. He also, though, though continues to, to anticipate throws very well. So there's things he does well. There's things he's going to learn. The bothersome part about the broadcast was that I think the way that it was presented, not maybe that the spirit in which, uh, or, or the maybe the intent. Yeah, there are things that Tyson Bajan does in getting rid of the football that Justin Fields can benefit from by watching him do that successfully. I think the tone of Chris Collinsworth, for example, in saying that that a guy, a, a quarterback with over 30 NFL starts, could learn or study, learn something from studying somebody in the second start was a little bit offensive to some people and I think probably not worded the right way, but I know what he meant. He just didn't say it, I think, particularly well. Not offensive to me. I mean, look, like I, I did think that there were three or four instances in that broadcast where it felt like they were going out of their way to praise Tyson Bajan, and I could see the reaction, particularly in the moment for, for a lot of spectators who are emotionally invested have gone enough already. Like, you know, like you've made your point and you're going a little overboard. Um, so like I get the pushback on some of that, but I also do think that there's like this continuing victimization of Justin Fields that like, just, it, it, we have to rein it in. We, well, I agree with that. I agree with that. Totally. The Bears didn't replace Justin Fields. Yeah. Justin Fields dislocated his thumb. It's the whole reason right. the Tyson Bajan story is unfolding before our very eyes right now is because he got hurt on a sack. And so like, let's just chill out with the, like, you know, it, everyone is everyone is out to get Justin you know like right. the boogeyman has come for him and and it's uh it's never going to be okay for him here and he's going to go and be a four-time all pro the next team he goes to um so look like you know like I, I'm I'm hopeful again that like Justin gets an opportunity to get back on the field soon gets a series of however many starts are, are left in the season and has his opportunity to finish taking the test when we talked last offseason about you got to see it through part of seeing it through is seeing it through <laughs> you know what I mean and so I think that that is uh, part of this equation that the Bears have to focus on as they continue through the end of 2023 last thing before we get out of here and it connects all the things that we've been talking about today so in light of the quarterback situation and the uncertainty about the future at that position, 
given the fact that they just traded for an edge rusher who could be, if he stays, a very expensive piece to a defense that you feel like is going to carry your team. You now have an investment potentially at edge rusher, at your middle linebacker. And hey, let's say that Jalen Johnson, you come to a deal and you invest at cornerback. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Do you make those investments if you're planning to pay Justin Fields in two years? Do you make those investments with the eye on the fact that you're going to try to win a Super Bowl with a quarterback on a rookie contract and a guy that you will draft? Do you connect any of the dots from these moves, which is heavily investing in your defense and the uncertainty at quarterback where you might be building around a rookie with a rookie contract? Well, so, all right. Before I answer that question directly, you also talk about having, you know, a head coach that I think we all agree deserves to be on a little bit of shaky ground. And so you went out and acquired a pass rusher who better have scheme versatility. You know, if you wind up making some hires and somebody wants to come in and, and go to a, a three, four, um, you better have the the ability to, to, to take one of your highly priced assets and plug them in there and feel good about it. Um, I don't, I don't necessarily extrapolate it out that far. I think you're right to ask that question. It's justifiable and understandable, uh, you know, like the bears are going to face a decision in the spring on whether to fully guarantee a 2025 salary to Justin Fields of, of a ballpark of $25 million to be the starting quarterback. I think as we sit here today, there's almost no one in our audience that would say, yeah, they're going to exercise that fifth year option. And so if not, then you've got answers to a whole lot of other pieces of this crossword puzzle that you have to fill in to try to figure out which direction this all goes, you know? Um, and so that, that that's part of this. Now, look, like those answers could change if Justin Fields comes back and plays six consecutive games like he played against the commanders. And then you go, well, wait a second. Now we've got to change our entire calculus on everything and, 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 and have deeper discussions on what this is. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, that's why this is so complicated. That's why the Bears are in such a, a sticky predicament right now, being a really bad football team with not a lot in place. I mean, like, you you can't talk to anyone around the league who looks at this football team and says, boy, they're, they're you know, they're just a couple pieces away from being a, a legitimate difference-making team in this league. And that's where it gets really depressing, to be honest with you. And some of the, uh, you know, Chicago were kind of on fire on Monday and a little bit on Tuesday in terms of all this stuff that's going on. And you're just like, my God, like, this – this is so old in this city. Just yeah. get a good, consistent winning football team. <laughs> you know, right. like just change this for everybody. Like change the experience for everybody. That's Ryan Poles' job for now. And he's got to continue going about this with, with a long view that also manages the short view. Yeah. What time are the Hawks on? <laughs> yeah. And I thought that maybe you would get on me for being that very, that's a, that was a very sports talk radio type of question into trying to connect the dots between the 
defensive end that you acquired and the future of the quarterback position in Caleb Williams. I mean, I just, I just think it goes back to like the, the boards that you have in your office. I'm like, okay, this is our core for 2023. This is our core for 2024. This is our core for 2025. You always have to have those in mind uh, and you have to figure out which direction you're going so that you can build a nucleus of, of players that can help you win. You know, you, you were here and I wasn't during the, the last period where they won consistently with, you know, the, the core. And it was, it was primarily defense and, and obviously a little bit of Devin Hester, but that run from 2005 through the end of 2010, you saw a, a stretch of sustained success that it was notable for Chicago, right? Yep. Other cities would go, okay, cool run, whatever. That was notable for the Chicago Bears. And, and, and it started because you had foundation pieces that you, you knew were winning football players. The Bears don't have those right now and they've got to begin identifying them and they've got to figure out how to uh, do so in a way that's productive. And people thought Lovey was dull. I'll tell you what's really boring, losing. Losing is boring, and uh, we're sick of it. But I'm, So I'll be honest with you, because my rewatch, I, I found myself bored in like the third and fourth quarters of that game against the Chargers, and I found myself being like, man, like this is this is no way to live. You know, this is a, a boring football team getting their teeth kicked in on primetime again, you know? And, and by the way, they're going to be on primetime again, most likely against the Vikings in, in November. That's a promise and a threat. Okay, for Dan Weederer and uh, Adam Sudzinski, our producer, that's a recap of the Bears on trade day. Happy Halloween, everybody. The Bears disguised as a playoff team. No, I don't know. There's some sort of joke there, but they were serious today and trying to get better. We'll find out if that worked. 